Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, this is Jonathan Messenger, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. Well, it's been an adventurous week here in the studio, hasn't it, Bebop? Are you, Jonathan, referring to the many, many pranks that I have pulled on you? (sighs) Yes, I am, Bebop. You know, I want to clarify something for you. April Fool's Day is one day. April 1st, just one day. Not April Fool's Week, not April Fool's Month, just one day. Day. How about April Fool's life? No, not April Fool's life, okay? Just the one day. One day. Understand? Nope. Not even a little bit. <sighs> okay, but if you don't stop pranking me, then I will have to get my revenge. Your revenge? Come on. Yes, I will play the Bebop sleep-talking tapes. No. Jonathan, you said you wouldn't. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the ace up my sleeve. You see, when Bebop falls asleep to charge his battery, sometimes there are these vocalizations. He just blurts out these things. I don't know if it's random memory stored that comes out, or if it's some sort of inner life that needs expression, or what it is, but it's always hilarious. And so sometimes... I turn on the mic down here in the studio to capture what comes out in his sleep. You know, for science. Robot science. Should I play a little sample, Bebop? No, Jonathan, please don't, please. Just a little bit? No. Just a little bit? No, 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 no. Okay, you know what? I won't. Because I'm a nice guy and I wouldn't want to do that to you. Now, let's see what's happening in the Alien Adventures of Finn Ca- Bebop, what is that in the corner over there? What, Jonathan? On the printer over there? Your shoe. And why is my shoe on the printer? Because I was scanning it and was going to print it out and then fold it up and replace all of your shoes with paper shoe replicas. You were going to take away all my shoes and give me paper shoes instead? Yes. Okay. That's it. Play the tape. No. This one is dated March 13th, 2017. No, 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 Jonathan. ice cream. Get away, little ice cream. Get away from me, little ice cream. Ah. 
Okay, Bebop, let's talk about that for a second. Do you remember what that was about? Were you dreaming of a little ice cream? Yes. And that ice cream was scaring you? You don't know what it was like, Jonathan. It was really weird. Spumoni. Okay, alright. I'm not going to judge you, but I hope that teaches you a lesson that what goes around comes around, and maybe you'll stop pranking me for a while. Oh no, Jonathan. You don't know what you have done. You have entered a world of prank, my friend. A world of prank. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on to the episode, shall we? The last time we saw Finn and the crew, they had collected two of the shards of the amulet desired by King Huxley, and they were off to another planet in search of another piece. So let's see what happens in the next episode of The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, episode 11b, Two Coos Zoo Crew. said a small, floating alien who greeted the explorers as they disembarked from the pod. Physically, the alien appeared menacing. It floated in the air with four tentacles slithering around instead of legs. It had a head on its shoulders the same way humans do, but then another head instead of an arm that had enormous jaws with rows of sharp teeth like a piranha's. And at the end of the other arm was a bird head with a long, sharp beak. Finn and Foggy were the first out of the pod. Abigail and Robococo came out next, followed by Elias and Vale. Robococo began growling as soon as he saw the creature. Hello to you all, said the alien again. Foggy, who was closest, spoke first. Hello, my name is Foggy. I am the robot of Finn Caspian, chief detective. That's great! said the alien, looking back over its shoulder. Nice to meet you, Foggy, Finn Caspian, and all of you. My name is Tuku, this is my planet Tuconia, and right now, please stop talking. Well, that's quite rude, said Foggy. I was merely trying to introduce <laughs> You're welcome here, you seem nice, Foggy, Finn, hi, how are you, what's your favorite color? There, we're best friends, okay? Said Tuku, looking back again. Just stop talking right now and run! Tuku flew over the explorer's heads, and when he did, they had a clear view of what Tuku was flying from. There, coming straight for them, was a rumbling storm of alien creatures. Some were running on four legs, some were running on hundreds of legs, some were flying on magnificent wings, some were flying on tiny wings, some were balled up and rolling toward them, and some were running on top of those balls. As the creatures came closer and closer, it became harder and harder to see which was which. They just looked like one massive, many-headed, many-winged, many-legged creature tearing up the planet to get to the truth. Let's go! Yelled Robocloco, who was the first out of the group to run after Tuku. They all followed his lead, and soon, roughly 30 seconds after landing on this planet, they were already running for their lives. That had to be some sort of record, Finn thought. Well, here you go, Vale, said Finn. You wanted a jungle planet, right? Will this do? No, yelled Vale, 
who was being chased by five creatures that looked like large beetles, pincers clasping behind him. No, this will definitely not do. The troop was following Tuku, who flew about 20 feet ahead of them, up over a hill. If they could have taken the time to appreciate the planet, they would have seen it was quite beautiful. Green grass covered rolling hills, and in the distance, they could see a thick forest of enormous trees. Let's head for the woods, yelled Abigail. We're dead meat out here in the open like this. I don't know, the last time we thought we'd be safe in the woods, yelled Elias, we ended up in Saffrite's armpit. The creatures were gaining on the friends. Robo Cloco dropped back and barked as the creatures grew closer and closer. But he was only one dog in front of a horde of angry aliens. He couldn't hold out forever. Why are we even following this Tuku? said Finn. If they're chasing him, maybe we shouldn't be between them. Foggy powered up his boosters and flew ahead to catch up with Tuku. The troop could see the two of them motioning and discussing. Come on, make it quick, Foggy, said Elias. It's getting kind of hot to run in the spacesuit. Foggy flew back to the troop. The good news is that Tuku has a safe place for us, just over that next hill. The troop all cheered, picked up the pace, buoyed by the news. Wait, said Abigail, what's the bad news? After the good news, there's always bad news. The bad news, said Foggy, is that there are more of these creatures right over there. And then, coming up over the hill to the right of them, they could see another rumbling crowd of aliens who looked even angrier than the ones behind the explorers. But the other good news, said Foggy, is that Dooku is actually quite friendly and not at all as rude as our first interaction. Oh, that is great news, said Vale, who is about one step away from being grabbed by a giant beetle. We simply must send him a thank you card. Foggy flew down and picked up Finn and Elias. Robocloco fired up his jets and dashed toward Abigail and Vale, who grabbed on as the robot dog took off. They crested the final hill and saw that at the base of the next hill was a small wooden door. Tuku was already there, turning the lock on it to some inscrutable combination. The door opened, and the alien stepped inside. He kept it open, watching nervously as the troop raced the horde of creatures descending upon them. Hurry up! yelled Tuku. We can't let any of them in. Do not Close that door, yelled Abigail. It's, it's too dangerous, yelled Tuku. Do not close that door, yelled Elias. I have to, yelled Tuku. Do not be rude, yelled Foggy as he sped at the door just as Tuku was closing it and... Foggy slammed into the door, throwing Finn and Elias through and knocking Tuku back. Robocloco, Vale, and Elias flew in behind them, and Finn scrambled to shut the door. Just as he did, one of the aliens who had been rolling after them crashed into the door, nearly knocking it off its hinges. Finn, Elias, and finally Foggy all pushed as hard as they could. Hurry! yelled Tuku. If all of those animals put their weight against the door, we'll never get it shut, and then we'll be easy pickings for them in here. Vale and Abigail picked themselves up off the floor and pushed. 
the door creaking and moaning against the weight on the other side. And when there was just the slightest bit of daylight coming through the crack in the door, just as it latched, an impossibly thin creature, like an enormous toothpick with eyes, looked at Finn and said, Are you sure you're on the right side? The door slammed shut. The explorers collapsed on the floor in a heaving, sweating, exhausted pile. There. That wasn't so bad, was it? After the explorers had picked themselves up off the floor and collected themselves, Tuku took them through a hallway lit by lantern light. I built this long ago, just in case. They could hear the marauding aliens outside banging on the door in the side of the hill and crying out to them. Is that door going to hold? asked Abigail. Oh, yeah, it'll hold, said Tuku. But just in case, let's walk and talk. As the troop followed Tuku through a long and winding tunnel, the alien explained that he had maintained a space animal zoo and wildlife refuge. I've built the most magnificent zoo in all of the universe and travel from planet to planet collecting animals to bring back here. A lot of them are endangered or were mistreated on their home planets. So you've brought animals from all over the universe to this one planet to live together? Said Foggy. That's... Amazing. Thank you. It was amazing, said Tuku, continuing to float ahead of the troop, lighting the lanterns along the way. But lately, I don't know what to do. The animals have been all out of sorts, upset. I don't know why, but something has made them panicky, hostile toward me. I've been running this place for 34 years. I'm sure you've all heard my commercials before. Don't be so sure, said Abigail. Really? Tuku stopped. This doesn't ring a bell? Who keeps the zoo? Tuku do. Tuku do. Who keeps the zoo? Tu Ah, forget it. It's all ruined now, anyhow. The animals have all broken out and are now on the loose, coming after me, the person who takes care of them. Has anything changed on the planet recently? said Finn. Anything that could explain their behavior? Well, said Tuku. He was nearing a door at the end of the hall. Finn was thinking of Graco and the Epismorphs, and what the amulet had done to them. Well, the only thing that has changed recently was the arrival of these tremendously furry beasts. Huge, tall things. Wait, tall, furry beasts? said Abigail. Yeah, I get drop-offs all the time. Aliens from all around the universe dump the animals they don't want here on my planet, so I take them in. Only, when I tried to take these in, they fought back. I mean, really fought back. Were they really tall and growled a lot by any chance? Said Finn. Tuku opened the door and turned to him. Yes, yes, a couple of them were like that. And the other ones were like little furballs, right? Said Elias. Tuku looked at them strangely. You've encountered these beasts before? They're not animals, said Finn. They're aliens from the planet Gibra. They're aliens from the planet Gibra. Planet Gir Look, I don't know how to pronounce it, but they're visitors, like us. 
Well, the little fur balls all ran away. But I managed to bring the largest ones into the zoo. But now, of course, they're all gone. Go ahead, see for yourselves. I'm ruined. The troop stepped out into a large open space with various cages, corrals, and stone walls that stood so high they couldn't see over them. They could see walls that extended for what seemed like miles, open grazing pastures for some of the strangest creatures in the universe. Welcome to Tukunia Zoo, said Tuku. Or what's left of it. There were a few small aliens still grazing around the zoo, snorting up bugs, sleeping in the shade of a tree, or lazily swimming in one of the ponds. Listen, Tuku, said Finn. I'm really sorry about your zoo. And maybe we can help you out with that. But we also have our own problem. He took out the amulet, and it was glowing a bright purple. We need to find some sort of jewel that looks like this, that would fit right here, where it looks like a piece has broken off. Have you seen anything like it? We have. The troop all turned. And standing there were three aliens who looked just like King Huxley. Three furballs. And behind them were two of the Yeti-like guards. And in one of the furball's hands was a yellow jewel. The furball holding the jewel stepped forward and pointed at Finn. And now we'll be taking that one. Okay, I am here with my editor, son, and friend, Griffin Messenger. Hey, Griff. Hi, hey. Hello. How's it going? Good. What did you think of that episode? Pretty good. Just pretty good? Bad. <laughs> no, you thought it was bad? Kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, do you know who that is at the end of the episode? I think it was Nuskin's parents and others. And the other people who were looking for the amulet? Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? I wonder if they're going to fight over the last piece of the amulet. You think there might be a little bit of a battle over the amulet? Yeah. That's what you want, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll see. No spoilers. So one thing I wanted to say, usually what inspires the stories in our podcast? Books. That's right. Kids books, right? Yeah. But this is a special episode because... We actually got this idea from three listeners or three teams of listeners who all sent an email suggesting a similar idea. So we got an email from Harper from Acton, Massachusetts, who wanted to see some space animals. We got an email from Chaska Leilani and Mirabelle from Orlando, Florida, who had the idea of kind of a uh, an interplanetary zoo. And we got an email from Caden McKenna and Davin from Milford, Florida, who all had the idea of animals or creatures kind of being driven crazy by the amulet. So uh, thanks to them for those ideas, because that's really what, what, uh, where this episode came from. And I should say, oh my gosh, I, didn't even, I forgot to say this. Tuku was drawn by six-year-old Finn from Los Angeles, sent us that drawing, and that's where the inspiration for this alien came from. Yep. All right, so what do you think we should do next? Should we do art? Art time, art time, art time, art time. Okay, let's start off with Ella, who's five from El Cerrito, California. She drew us a really cool picture of Paige. Thanks so much for that, Ella. Cool. Naomi, who's seven, drew a mustachioed bebop, another bebop with a mustache. 
I think this is a trend, and I think I like it. Awesome. Melody, who's six, from Ottawa, Canada, she drew a really cool drawing of Finn, Voltronics, and Foggy, along with Safrite, who's kind of off to the side and smiling at them. And then from Chicago, Simon, who is six, he drew a really cool drawing of the Olympics on King Huxley's planet with the moon with all the rocks on it. And you can see the Shakespeare kids cheating. This is really great drawing. Thanks so much, Simon. And then his sister, Fiona, who's three, she drew Bebop, some suns and a person with sunglasses. A really nice summer scene for Bebop to refresh himself with. (laughs) Then Leaf, who is five from San Diego... He drew us an awesome alien named Ulap. Maybe that's a friend of Tuku's. That's a good idea. Thank you for that, Leaf. Amazing. Celeste, who is five, drew this really amazing drawing that was a ceremony on King Huxley's planet because Finn and his friends found the amulet and saved Paige. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you, Celeste. Then Zeta, who is seven, she drew a picture of Bebop in human form. That's cool. Very cool. Awesome. And then Isaiah, who is seven, from North Queensland, Australia, he drew Bebop learning lines for his show, Bebop Tales. Mm, Pretty funny. (laughs) And then finally, Gabe, who is eight, from Washington, D.C., he made Bebop a sculpture of a bird's head. Very, very cool. Thanks to everybody for their art. Really awesome stuff this week. Okay, Griff, what time is it now? Jokies! All right, here comes our first joke. Hi, my name is Adam Curry, and, I, and I'm and i from Chicago, Illinois. And here's my joke. What do you call a cow with craters? What? The moon. <laughs> Thanks so much for that, Adam. Adam told us two jokes. He told us a joke last week, and then we got another one from him this week. So thanks so much, Adam. All right, and our next joke is from Seamus from Lewiston, Colorado. Hi, I'm Seamus. I'm six years old, and I'm from Lewiston, Colorado. And here's my joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Bebop. Bebop who? Bebop tears, bebop tears. Find us in mutant world. Bebop tears, bebop tears. Bebop tears. (laughs) You were singing along to that one, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. I think bebop has uh, really inspired a lot of jokes here. All right, and here's our last one from our friend Dylan. Hi, my name is Dylan. I'm six years old. I'm from California. My joke is, what did the astronaut say to the universe at story time? Scoot over, I need some space. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was great, Dylan. Thanks so much. Okay, that's it for tonight. We're done recording, Griff. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Nope. Okay, so what are we reading tonight? The Wrinkle in Time. That's right, A Wrinkle in Time. You liking it? Yep. All right, Griff, you want to say goodbye to everybody? Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Okay, thanks so much for coming back and having more fun with us this week. And thanks to everyone who has sent in their art, their ideas, their jokes, their sounds, their pranks, 
I don't actually thank you for the pranks this week since I got a little revenge on Bebop. And our sound club really represented this week with all the animal sounds on the planet. So thanks to Otto, Theo, Magnus, Evan, Elias, Mateo, and the Fincaspian debut of our intern, Emerson, Griffin's little brother, who's 22 months old, who made some cool growling sounds for us. So thanks to all the sound club members for really making this show special. Thank you to Finn from Los Angeles for giving us the idea for Tuku. And thanks to Naomi, Ella, Melody, Simon, Fiona, Leaf, Celeste, Zeta, Isaiah, and Gabe for their art. And of course, thank you to Adam, Seamus, and Dylan for the jokes. The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian is a type drawer media production. Written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg. Recently voted the nicest human in the Milky Way. For more information about the music, the art, everything about the show, check out the show notes. And see all of the art mentioned this week at FinnCaspian.com and on our Instagram, Instagram.com slash FinnCaspian. And thanks for sending in all of your ideas and your jokes and your art and maybe your pranks. We'll see you next week. Thanks. will have the last laugh. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago, and it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.